This is the best of the Rotary E-Club of Silicon Valley, where we select from our library of hundreds of past presentations. One of our goals is to connect with people who have wonderfully interesting stories, stories that inspire us to think about solutions to vexing problems in all sorts of ways. We hope you will find inspiration in what you hear today. It was 12 years ago now when I heard the words that no woman wants to hear, that I had breast cancer. That man doctor looked at me and he said, do you knit? Welcome, everybody. This is the Rotary E-Club of Silicon Valley, and every week we bring you stories of people who are working to make the lives of others better, whether that's locally, globally, or digitally. And our group, the Rotary E-Club of Silicon Valley, is part of Rotary International, 1.4 million Rotarians and Rotaractors around the world in 36,000 or more clubs. And they are people who love a good story about how how a moment transformed them into thinking about how they can do something that would have an impact in the lives of others. And in this case, our story today is with Barb Demarest. And Barb has a, a very powerful story about, about a, a moment that was very difficult, that became a moment that has brought hope to many, many people and, and comfort to, to their, their families and the many people who helped make that happen. Barb, we are so excited to have you with us. Tell us the story of Knitted Knockers. Oh, I thank you for this opportunity to share this story, which is so near and dear to my heart. I'm, I'm hoping to share how this innovative, simple solution to a problem impacted not only my life, but ended up subsequently impacting a half a million other women's lives and many thousands more, as well as having worldwide impact. I am the founder of Knitted Knockers Support Foundation, and Knitted Knockers are breast prosthetics for women who have had a mastectomy, and they're made by volunteers. And you're probably wondering, okay, what do I care about that? What does that mean to me? Well, I'm hoping that you'll stick with it and find that it touches all of us in some pretty unique ways. So it was 11 years ago, actually it was 2011, 12 years ago now, when I heard the words that no woman, woman wants to hear, that I had breast cancer. And I thought right away, I hope I don't lose my hair and I hope I don't have to have a mastectomy. Well, I did have to have a mastectomy, and I thought, it'll be okay. I can be immediately reconstructed. Nobody needs to know. Well, due to complications, that didn't happen. So then I was faced with, what am I going to do to look normal, to get back to life and to work? I made a phone call to the local cancer support group, and I'll never forget the voice on the other end of the line saying to me, Oh, honey, I am so sorry, but you won't be able to put anything on that scar for at least six weeks. Six weeks? I was devastated. I needed to get back to life. I wanted to get back to work. I wanted to be normal. Six weeks. That was the low point for me and the first time I cried. I went to my doctor's office 
and I picked up a brochure for the traditional breast prosthetics. And my doctor looked at me and he said, you know, many women are not satisfied with that as a solution. They can be hot and heavy and sticky and they're very expensive and you can't wear them for a while. And I said, well, what am I going to do? And that man doctor looked at me and he said, do you knit? Yeah, why? He said, well, I've never seen one but I've heard there's such a thing as a knitted knocker. You might want to check it out. (laughs) Whoa, I raced home and I called my dear friend Phyllis, the best knitter I know. And I said, Phyllis, have you heard of a knitted knocker? And she said, no, but I'll find out. So the next week I ventured out into public for the first time. I was very self-conscious. I put on a loose fitting jacket, stuck a sock in my bra, and I went to church. I hoped nobody would look at me. I wanted to be very inconspicuous. Here comes Phyllis tripping into church with a Victoria's Secret bag. And I knew what had to be in that bag, so I grabbed it and I took it into the bathroom stall and I pulled out the most beautiful knitted knocker. It was soft, it was light, It was huggable, and I could wear it in my own bra. And that little gift changed everything. I took out that sock. I put this in my bra. I whipped off my jacket, and I reengaged with life. I know it sounds dramatic, but it literally changed everything for me. I went out, got hugs from my friends, visited with them. And I knew right then that we needed to provide these to our local doctor's offices so women that are in there dejected, wondering what they're going to do, can take these home with them. We needed to be a Phyllis for them. So I went to my doctor and I said, if we make these for you, would you hand them out? And he said, I'd love to do that. I went to my plastic surgeon's office. Would you care to hand these out? Love to do that. So they started handing them out. I got a phone call from Julie, my plastic surgeon nurse, and she said, Barb, I wish you could be here when we're handing these out because women are so dejected and despondent, wondering what they're going to do. And we bring out these knitted knockers and it makes them smile. Some of them laugh and some even cry. I wish you could be here. And I'm like, I don't need to be there because I was that woman. So with that encouragement, Phyllis and I just started knitting like crazy and we redoubled our efforts and we started taking them into more and more into our doctor's office. But we realized that with over 50,000 mastectomies done a year back then, and there's even more now, that this was too good to keep just to ourselves. We needed to replicate this around the country but it was too much for any one group to do. So we set out to inspire and equip people to do these, to make these for their own communities. So then we created a website and we posted the patterns in the video tutorials on how to make them. Those patterns have now been downloaded 1.2 million times. And we visited craft shows 
and connected with knitters and crocheters who quickly embraced this project because with one out of eight women having breast cancer sometime in their life, most of us know somebody. And we always want to help, but we always do, don't always know how. But this was a very real way that they could find purpose with their craft, their knitting and crocheting. So orders started coming into our website from women requesting these. We had put a link there. And we were stunned to find out that when they requested these free knitted knockers, many of them would tell us their stories. And they would tell us of their struggles with lymphedema, scarred, sensitive skins, skin from radiation, and how the traditional breast prosthetics were failing for them. They were so hopeful and happy to have this as an alternative. And we heard many, many quotes from them. And I just don't have time to share them, but they're very heartwarming. And family members would request them. And one, I'm just going to probably butcher the quote because it's from memory, but it really touched me. Came from a husband who said, I'm ordering these for my wife because she's struggling terribly after her surgery. And I want her to know that she's still gorgeous to me. And I'm hoping that this will help her feel the same about herself. Oh, it just touched me so much. So this little product that we knew was a great product turned out to be a place of healing where people could share their stories that they can't always share with their friends and family. And it also became a place of passion and purpose for those knitters and crocheters. So we set out after we got this huge network going and we were giving out about a thousand knitted knockers a month and we got some huge publicity from a Dear Abby column letter. We, they have a hundred million readers. Who knew that? And the response was, we got 10,000 orders for knitted knockers in one day. And so we were like overwhelmed, but we had these groups all over the country that were filling orders. And so we set out to accomplish that. And we filled all 10,000 of those orders in three months. But I learned something. Gmail only allows you 5,000 emails a day. And we had hit that within three hours of that Dear Abby running. So I knew we needed to get our processes in order, get our systems working so that we could meet this huge demand. Found out that over a million women in the United States have had a mastectomy and not been reconstructed. Common misconception is that everybody gets reconstructed. No. And so people can benefit from these, even if it's just for a short while while they're awaiting reconstruction. So with those processes working much better and our network expanded to thousands of providers, we set out to reach my dream. And that was to connect with the medical facilities and to provide them to the doctor's offices. So we worked very hard to match up medical facilities with local groups to adopt them and provide the physical knitted knockers while we would provide the print materials, the brochures, the care instructions and such. We went to three medical conferences that year in 2016. And throughout that year, we signed up 800 medical clinics. 
It was a huge hit. We heard from more and more clinics about what it meant to them to be able to offer this service. It was a joy to partner with them, as well as the local groups providing to their own communities, knitting and crocheting for the the women in their own communities. And the meaning it was, it brought to the women receiving those knitted knockers, knowing that it was an unconditional gift of love, that nobody was profiting from this, and it was because people cared. It brought so much to the table. So now we have 1,970 medical clinics signed up with us, and we're signing up one a day, well, five a week. I don't want to exaggerate. Five clinics a week are contacting us saying, how can we provide these to our patients? And over a half of those are adopted by local groups. And the other half we're providing for remotely while we're still working very hard to connect them with local groups. But there was more, the international impact. We were invited to go to Rwanda and it was way beyond our scope to be able to go and and present these in Rwanda. But we had to go when we heard the story of the myth and stigma of breast cancer there. And the the myth surrounding it was even that if you talk about breast cancer, you'll get it. And it was a curse to have your breast removed. So they had traditional breast prosthetics donated to them, but they weren't of their skin color. And they shared with us that the rats and insects eat the silicone. So it was like, ooh, but these knitted knockers, you could wash them, you could wear them in your bra. They couldn't make them, though, because they could knit, but they could not read the patterns. So they said, would you come? Three of us did go to Rwanda, used our own funds. We couldn't use our 501c3 ones because it was beyond the scope. We didn't have the funds anyway. But out of that, we trained 30 women to make knitted knockers. And we connected with the Minister of Health, who determined that they made a renewed commitment to removing the stigma surrounding breast cancer, got a new mammogram machine in the country, and we, I'll just share one quick story. We were invited to share at, with the local hospital and the head of the hospital was a physician and he picked up this knitted knocker that we had brought and he started to cry. And he said, just yesterday, I had this woman in who needed to have a mastectomy and she said, no. And I said, it's your breast or your life. And I had nothing to offer her. We need these. So we were able to connect them with this group of women that would make them for them. And they paid for the supplies to do it. And then they handed them out free. And they're now in all five international hospitals. I know I'm out of time. I'll just say briefly now that we are now in 60 countries. We have presence in 60 countries. And we're giving away 10 to 12,000 free knitted knockers a month. And we have just reached the half a million mark of women who have received these gifts of comfort and dignity. And I'll just conclude with this. Some of you may be wondering, 
how can I help? What does this mean to me? Because I don't knit. And so I always like to share that there's three ways to help. One is if you can knit or crochet, go to knittednockers.org. We'll, we'll equip you to make them. If you can share on social media, it helps reach not only the women that can use these, but those that can make them. And then there's the donate factor. So with that, I'll open it up to questions. Wow, Barb, wonderful. Thank you so much for, for your story. I'm excited for us to, to kind of leap into the questions. Here are a few highlights from the question and answer session. A link directly to this meeting's complete video, including all of the questions and answers, is in the podcast notes. Our postage alone is over $50,000 a year. We are all volunteer 501c3, no paid employees. And this is accomplished by the generosity of people that donate to us. We're registered in all of the giving platforms for the, the major corporations. But funding is always a challenge for us because it's hard for us to ask for money because we just love the fact that it's, I call it pure. It's just a gift of love and compassion, and nobody is profiting from it. And so it's kind of hard to ask for money, but most of our funding comes in in $10 and $20 donations. We have a list of 30 approved yarns, and that's all we use. And then there's stuff with polyfiber filled. They're designed to be thrown in the wash machine and either machine dried or air dried. They can be used for swimming. They can be used for exercise. I like to use the word innovative. It's so simple, handmade by people that care. Well, fantastic. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to wind things down with some usual info, and then Barb will hand it back to you for a final word in just a moment. We thank you for joining us and for helping us share the stories of those who seek to improve their communities locally, globally, and digitally. We are part of Rotary International. 1.4 million Rotarians and Rotaractors in tens of thousands of clubs around the world. Our club is both online and always available, so you can attend one of our meetings at any time by choosing the link on our homepage, which you can find at rotary.cool. In our meetings archive, you can find the full recordings, including the Q&A between the speakers and participating members and guests. If you are interested in joining Rotary, are a former Rotarian looking to get back into the organization, or simply interested in how you might make a difference in the lives of others, take a look at the join page on our site or at rotary.org. You can also find these links in the podcast show notes. So as we always like to do, we hand it back to our speaker for the final word. Barb, what would you like people to have in mind as they finish off the recording? Well, I would just like to remind you that sometimes it's those simplest acts of kindness. My doctor asking me, do you knit, was an act of compassion that was beyond the scope of what he needed to do, but it changed everything. So those little gifts of kindness can have an impact far beyond your wildest imagination. And I think it's, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Edwin Burke that says, the biggest mistake you can make is to do nothing because you can do so little. And I thought, what can I do? But I just did what I could, and look what's happened. The power of service. Wonderful, Barb. Thank you, and thanks, everyone. We will see you next week.
please help us spread the word about this podcast on social media. And if you know someone who might benefit from hearing this show, please email or text them a link or screenshot of this episode. For more inspiring stories, follow this podcast on Spotify or on other major podcast providers.